every living being is a manifestation of everything that there is. Crazy. But the thing is that what we do is to try and prevent people from realizing that this is so. By pointing out to them in the most subtle ways their limitations. And seeing if we can phase them, make them uncertain, make them unsteady. It's like all sorts of games that you could play where if a person wavers, he loses. But people play that with each other all the time. And the reason they do it is not the reason they think. We somersault as gazelles, dance as bacterium, and sing as planets in trippy art installation slash philosophy lecture everything. This week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to Out of This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, alongside, metaphorically, Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, alongside, metaphorically, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hello everyone. Hello, everyone. Can you hear a change in our voice? Can you change? Can, can, do you think the audience can track it? What do you I mean? think so. I think week to week, people will have a sense that we're we're just, you know... There's a little, little less or more energy depending on how manic or depressed we are at a current at a at a certain point. Okay, I'm fe- I'm feeling a little low energy. I'm feeling a little maudlin right now, but I'm muddling through it. Great. This was my first ever. Today was my first ever news break and phone break. Oh, what did you do exactly? What do you What did you do exactly? In my life, I uh, I, I I haven't picked up my phone. I, I have text messages routed to my you know computer as one does. Yes. Uh, but I did not open Instagram, Twitter, news of any kind. I turned off all my notifications. It's the first time I've ever done it. And I feel um, I feel like I know that there's a building on fire, but I refuse to look at it. And it somehow <laughs> right. makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I did for I did for a a couple of days. I just like I might just established a rule. We have a we have, we have a two bedroom. It's just me and Natalie. So we have one of the bedrooms is fashioned into a home one office. for Natalie and the other is for you. One's for Natalie. <laughs> one's for me. Um, uh, one's for Natalie and her boyfriend. Uh, and the, <laughs> the other one's for me and my gaming PC. Uh, so. <laughs> so I so I, I was just keeping my phone only in the office. I was I like, want, my phone. I just want to point out that Nick smiled as if he'd finally told the truth. <laughs> 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 Sweet relief. Was, like, so relieved. It's a symbiotic relationship, you know. She he gives her companionship, and then he's kind of a mentor figure for me. So <laughs> I get to get to watch him play my Xbox and cheer him on. Uh, it works out. This guy sounds awesome. 
Yeah, but I kept my phone just in the office for for a couple days. And like I was like, great, because I was just like what actually watching what I was watching. And then I was actually like just engaged in conversation. And and, you know, like just if I was cooking, I was just cooking. I wasn't like half looking at my phone. It's just like this is so much better. And then I backslid immediately and started just having my phone all the time. But it yeah, having a little bit of a. A phone quarantine seems like that's maybe mentally health, uh, healthy right now. Well, I for me, I feel like the news isn't going to at this point, there is no news other than virus news. And the virus news is just sort of mathematically going to continue getting sure. worse. And it's not <laughs> like there's any big surprises set for us. Like, mm-hmm. it'll just be like, OK, now it's worse. And this is you, you can calculate the numbers from yesterday to today without looking at your phone. So, you know. It's not yeah. like I'm a, the only video game news is sorry, all the games are canceled. They're not coming out <laughs> like that's it. And the ones that are coming out, you can't get because you can't order them from where you normally would. I got my fuck. I, I don't know when this is. So if this is going to air after the 10th, then it will. This, it is, will. this is our 420 episode. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's well, the vibe for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I can just introduce our guest. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, our guest is an actor and comedian for the podcast High and Mighty, raised by TV and action boys. John Gabris is here. Hi, Gabris. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Wait, I did this off mic, so I'll do it. I want to greet everyone as they greet. Hello, everyone. And now Weiger. Hi, Weiger. And now Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel just just lowered his eyes. <laughs> uh, we didn't we didn't spend our usual seventy seconds in gaming heaven, but I think that's okay because we have we you know we we talked about uh, we we spent a lot of time talking about the the hell that is our current world, and then this game is kind of not exactly good or bad it just kind of exists uh, which we'll get into in a second but before we do that speaking of games right now gabrus uh we're in the thick of uh, animal crossing and doom eternal have been released you are play you are uh, of course of the two camps you are in the doom eternal camp <laughs> yeah i hate to i mean because this zoom makes me look like i'm like a conservative radio host who's <laughs> I like this fat chin beard in a fucking tank top and I have a red hat on because it's the only time I can wear it is in my house. <laughs> and it does say make America great again. Huh? Yeah, but I got it way before Trump made that a thing. No, it's, from a, it's from a surf shop in Barcelona. Does it but say dick shrimp? What did that say? Dark seas. Oh. But now I'm changing it with whiteout to say dick shrimp for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, when I when I was texting you about Animal Crossing, uh, you said like uh, you should get it, Gabriel. It's very social. I'm like, yeah, but do I have to be like a a bitch ass to like it? Because <laughs> it was like you and Matt and Zach Reno and Zig and all these twee motherfuckers. I was like. Ah! Yeah, I was like, and I just downloaded Doom Eternal instead, and I'm just screaming ep- like racial slurs at kids on. <laughs> just kidding. I only play campaign. I don't interact. With- I like video games for their so- solitary reasons. Now. <laughs> yeah, I, I the, I've heard the campaign is is good in this. I don't play a lot of FPS because I do get nauseous i can tolerate them a little bit better with with mouse keyboard but on console 
It, gets, it nauseates me. That's why I like when... just rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah, Nick, I get I... nauseous playing first-person shooters. I like to trade apples for raccoon shit or whatever the fuck happens. In yeah, I think for us, Nick, if, with, when stuff like that comes up and Gabrus is here, maybe don't say it because I, I don't want the reputation of being a bitch ass. <laughs> I think it's already pretty well established. Yeah. I think, yeah, I apologize for setting that off, Matt. <laughs> uh, what, so, so the campaign of, of of Doom Eternal, you're playing that. Like, how how is it? I've, it's it's a it's. I've heard it compared to like a, a a Mega Man for FPS games. I don't know if that tracks for you at all. Um, possibly, sort of in the structure of like how you gain skills and weapons and stuff, but. For me, I'm only a couple. I'm only like a couple of hours of gameplay time in, which for me means like just finished the first level. <laughs> uh, I refuse to lower the difficulty for way too long in first-person shooters, but I just don't have it anymore because of my the way and like it's the 420 episode. So the way in which I play video games is not performance enhanced at all. Like I am slow to paying. I'm like I'm I'm not good at first-person shooters, so that's why I only play campaigns and. Uh, I leave the difficulty up for high because I just want to be cool again. Right. And then I eventually just go, let me put it on easy. And I'm like, oh, this is so much more fun. I'm just crushing through all this shit. <laughs> I had a similar experience on the 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 second of the new Wolfensteins, the new Colossus. Did you play anyone play that at all? I no. did not. I like I like New Colossus. It's it's you know it, it's very it, very topical because it's in terms of fascism just rising in in the domestically. <laughs> but it it is like I, I, that was one I, I, again. I just have to come to terms with like I don't. I've never really been all that good at FPS shoot FPS games. They do again make me a little bit nauseated. Uh, get an upset tummy. I sometimes get a little the headache. Rumblies. Yeah, I get the rumblies. Yeah, <laughs> and then and I uh, and and so like I was playing it on the the second easiest difficulty, and I was like, this is per. I, like, I, what am I do? Like, who am I trying to impress here? I'm playing this game <laughs> by myself. I'm not. I'm not streaming this. I'm not playing against anyone. I just want to like fucking see the story and just kind of get through it. Exactly. Yeah, that's why you play a game is to see the story. What wait. do you what do you, what's your angle here? <laughs> wait, I was like, uh, wait, do I side with Heather or not? I'm confused. Wait, I don't know if I co-signed this or not. Um, well, I feel like on a on a first person shooter, don't you play it to experience getting good at the game? Like the first person shooters don't exactly. Man, why do I always sound like the bad guy on this fucking podcast? <laughs> uh, I mean, like first person shooters don't have good stories. So aren't you play? I fucking play it to be a man. Come on, <laughs> I don't know. What I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Nick likes Nick likes Madden for like the logistics of the stadium and shit. Like that. <laughs> we're we're selling chili fries. <laughs> um, I get I get that. I, I like to play it like it's just experientially. So like I. I want to beat the campaign on medium, but I'll never, if I play multiplayer, I just get my ass handed to me. Yeah. So I yes. don't even ever, but I, the only multiplayer I play now is with people I know. 
I don't <laughs> play multiplayer with just like rooms, random rooms anymore. It just wasn't for me. And I, mm-hmm. I prefer to not be on anyone else's timeline except for people who I'm comfortable being on the same timeline with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were mentioning before we started, speaking of, of multiplayer and as as part of your quarantine gaming habits, you've gotten back into Diablo three with some friends of yours. Yeah. My two best friends from uh, uh elementary school at this point uh wow not at this point <laughs> but at that point <laughs> <laughs> um but i uh we we i we did the math we've been playing uh, the three of us have been playing video games together for 25 years now at oh, this point because wow. we met when we were 13 so cool. and we're still doing it um and we were like had a mega text thread going about like what game we should get, all get on in quarantine because one of the guys also has a newborn so he's got to kind of be half on baby duty watching the monitor but he can like jump on a game if it's our timeline together mm-hmm, so right. we were like uh and then my other friend is just a full-time gamer so he's like yes whatever just tell me when um and we seeking out game after game we're like oh what about wilson what about this do you know anything about this oh this is uh, uh microsoft only on steam blah 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 i don't have uh xbox but so we finally were just like fuck it let's just play diablo 3 again which is a game I've been playing this game with them since Diablo one, since uh, Warcraft one. Like uh, we've been playing right. Blizzard games together. These are the guys I, I play. I started WoW with Starcraft, Diablo, all those games. So we were like, "Fuck it, let's just play Diablo three. And it's been so fun. It's on like Torment one. We have like FaceTime going on our phones, and we're just fucking clicking and trading weapons and fucking you know, battening down the armies of hell. It fucking rolls. But I, I love Diablo three. It's one that really, I think, you know, they they updated it. It's a, it, it needed some updates. They need to get rid of the real money auction house and, and you know, the expansion, I think, especially the, particularly the first one, I think, helped it quite a bit. But the uh, the it, I'm curious as to what class you're playing now and how it compare what class, what build and how it compares with other other classes you've built, you've played when you've run through the game. Um, we sort of just, the only rule we had was like, let's just make sure all three of them work together. Like not three glass cannons or whatever. Um, but like, and, oh, and we can only play these characters when all three of us are on because my one friend who's like JP, who's more of a full timer. He'll just fucking like, you know, epic level his character out. When we come back, we're like, it's not even fun to play with you anymore. Oh yeah. Right. We're like, he's just like, I hacked it. I beat it. I got a thousand flawless gems. We're, we're unstoppable. So like we only play when we're all on and we all just chose like, I'm doing a demon hunter again. I've, I've run a, I look through the characters I had to be like, and I had, I was like, Ooh, maybe I'll play a monk. I've never played a monk. I found two monks, both like in level one, level 40, one level 70. I'm like, I guess I did play a lot of monk. I just don't remember anything. (laughs) 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 I'm like, that's like, you know, 40 to 50 hours of gameplay that I'm just like, yeah, there's just when I die is one frame in my fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) Diablo three as a monk (laughs) Diablo three as a demon hunter. I'm like 11 frames dedicated to the blizzard franchise. Jesus. (laughs) It's like two frames of my wife. (laughs) Uh, Heather, have you ever messed around with any, with any blizzard games? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I have not. So I haven't played Diablo. I haven't played World of Warcraft or Warcraft or uh, fucking Starcraft, any of it. Um, 
I don't like the aesthetic of the games, uh, and that's interesting. It. It's just the look. I've that's never maybe been my like... favorite thing about it. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, that's weird. I, I like the art of Blizzard games, and also they are. It, it's it, they they make a they they made a a calculating decision to like try to make the games run on everything. So that's why a lot of the their stuff like looks like kind of it's like low poly but colorful. Uh, and, and, you know, at least or that's what was established in the, in the early days, like World of Warcraft or whatever. It's just like stuff that's meant to be able to run and look like it's supposed to look at, at on on, you know, anemic computers. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like from from the creative challenge aspect of it. Right. Yeah. On your Dell laptop. At, yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that, that's like I, I like it from that that standpoint. You, not even Overwatch appeals to you. That feels like an aesthetic. That's kind of your aesthetic. I, tr- I tried Overwatch. OK, so I didn't I forgot Overwatch. I tried Overwatch for like a week and it was the, it, literally the aesthetic that drove me away. Wow. I was just like, I, man, I. Uh, I just don't like the way they look, but that's okay. I feel like that's a defendable position. I feel like you can like the way things look and and then, sure. and that's fine. And I just right. don't, I don't like the way they look. Yeah, no, that's a huge part of gaming is the look. If you don't like yeah. the way you look, you're, the game's going to get annoying after a while. Speaking yeah. of not liking the way a game looks, let's transition <laughs> to the fucking topic. <laughs> I host podcasts too. <laughs> Uh, the I'm also super high right now because I was. I, I'm... Uh, yeah, so the game, this week's game is Everything, which is an interactive art exhibit uh, where you inhabit a procedurally generated lo-fi 3D universe in which you can transfer control into a series of animate and inanimate objects from the microbial to the galactic. Uh, this was developed by a three-person team led by Irish artist and filmmaker David O'Reilly, who previously had an- another arty nature game, inert nature game, Mountain, uh, and also did the video game animation in Her. Uh, which is maybe his, his most his most known credit. Uh, this uh, everything was released in 2017 for PS4 and PC, ported to Switch in in 2019. Other games of 2017: Breath of the Wild, Destiny 2, Divinity: Original Sin 2, Super Mario Odyssey. Huge year for games. Uh, this is critically well received, uh, hovering around 80 percent on Metacritic, and got a bunch of indie game nominations. But it's Boy, as non-games go, or, or what you would call non-games, Heather, this is a very non-gamey non-game. Ooh. There's not a lot going on here. Oh, I feel baited. I feel <laughs> baited. All right. This isn't a gotcha. You know, you know what? You know what? This is a game. How about that? Wow. Now you're being contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian. <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is not a game at all. This is not a game. It's... Uh, but I, I, want, I, want to, I have a personal anecdote about it. Oh wow! Um, which is that when I uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer last year, I uh, was recommended a few video games that were to help you deal with cancer, um, and everything was on the list. And so I played everything during my recovery from surgery, and um, in that context, the game was, I guess, exactly what it was supposed to be. Like, like I, I was like, oh, I feel. Like I'm supposed, like I'm less, uh, less afraid of dying, and more uh, I'm going to become the Big Bang or whatever the fuck the game is telling mm, right. me. Um, so it 
it isn't a game, but it's very medicinal. And for the 420 episode, I think that's worth discussing. Hey! <laughs> My dog. Gabriel says that marijuana enthusiast, is this like a good high, good, good high game or bad high game in your estimation? I think like what people consider high games, this is probably one of them. For me, I just call them games at this point. <laughs> I'm high <laughs> when I play all of them. But uh, for me, like... Uh, f- this game for like was just like uh, a Russian doll of uh, screensavers, and I didn't yes. hate that about it. Like it was kind of like if this was in a doctor's office, and you just like fucking like a touchpad that you sat and like waited, and like it was just like a twenty minute thing. Or if it was at like the Natural History Museum, I might get stuck on it for like twenty minutes. Like I enjoyed it thoroughly for like twenty five minutes, and then it started to be like this doesn't do much else. And like <laughs> yes. I'm not like. I love passive entertainment as much as the next guy, but it was just like, at this point, I'd rather just watch like a fucking Gaspar Noe movie or something like that. Uh, my my two word description of everything is boring Katamari. It, it, is, <laughs> yeah. it is very similar to Katamari Damasi, even in the sense of like, you can inhabit a bunch of different objects there. You're adding objects to the Katamari and making it bigger. And then also the way it plays with scale and scope, you know, you, you can go from being very small to being very large and you see the world in, in different ways, the, the galaxy in different ways, depending on what size you're, you're, you currently are. But there's not a lot going on. And the, the, the arc you had, Gabrus. I had multiple times over the hours I spent with it where I was like, I was like playing it for a little bit. I was like, okay, I get this. And then I played it a little bit more and just like, oh, wait, I kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of enjoying this, even though I get it. And then I was like, all right, fine, I get it. And then went back to like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm kind of enjoying just kind of sitting in this a little bit. So as, as far as how the game plays, we should describe it. At least in my playthrough, I'm, I'm curious because it's procedural. I don't know how much uh, this, this carries over to everyone. In my playthrough, I started as a camel. Is that how everyone started? I was a gray horse. You were a gray horse. What were you, Heather? I think I was like a twig. Uh, Matt? I was like, yeah, like a little amoeba thing. Okay, so you get you start randomly as some uh you know, some living being. And then you you are quickly uh you know, most uh, most of the animals, most of the quadrupeds move via rolling somersaults. And this is a way where they're just taking the model and they're just like, you know flipping it in whatever axis that is. What axis is that? The Z axis? I don't fucking know. They're they're just flipping it head over head uh and and not actually and not, they did you know cuz they didn't want to have to get a walk cycle. So speaking of aesthetics being a turnoff, this was a thing I just never got over. I just thought the the animal doing the animals doing somersaults just looks stupid. And I was just like <laughs> at no point did I find this charming and and more like draw me into the world or was like, "Oh, I get the, this quirky comment they're making." I just was like this is dumb. I don't yeah, know. If, I don't know. If you just but, wagged, if you just like fucking scooted the pixels along, I would have liked it more. I thought like, you know what I mean? If it just yes. like moved arbitrarily, like I would have dug it more than the fo- The forward rolling was cool for one second. I also had like control issues. I was playing it on my uh, uh, monitor on my uh, Mac on Steam. Uh-huh. I was having control issues. Like my mouse was like, I, was, I, I must have, I should have fucked around with the mouse sensitivity because I was having a hard time like finding my direction like doing the between the rolling and the mouse viewpoint i was having a fucking like talk about getting nauseated Jeez, <laughs> and no this this game i did have some mo- some motion sickness moments with this game as well and as far as when you when you can kind of so 
you know, like like my my playthrough, I was a camel in a desert. Uh, it, so you you quickly learn that you can jump, you can transfer control, transfer consciousness, I guess, into any sort of object you encounter. Uh, so you know, you as a camel, you can descend into a, an agave plant, or you can ascend into an elephant. You can you can either go into something. There's a, your left mouse button or right mouse button on. I was also playing it on Steam is mapped to whether you're going to ascend into something smaller descend into something smaller or ascend into something larger uh, from, you know, from an elephant, you can become a tree. You can go in, you can turn into a continent, a planet, a nebula. And also you can keep going down until you're, you're an atom. You're a one D object, a plank length. Uh, it, it, it really challenges I, the scale, like all the way to it, as far as you can possibly push it. I want to say that there were like, I know that the ascension and descension was, uh, was based on sort of the hierarchy of size. But there were times where you would, uh, like like you said, you would ascend from a horse to an elephant. Uh, and that to me was sort of um, placing status uh, in a game where it's supposed to be, everything is just the same, man. Like once you become the galaxy, then you become, like did you, did any of you become concepts? Like I got all the way up to concepts uh, and was like in this like interstellar style kaleidoscopic space of sound and shape. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you get the, above galaxies, you get you kind of end up in this just this abstract place. Go go ahead, Gabrus. That was the peak part of it for me. Like the peak 420-ness of this game was being in like the past to the concepts where I was like f- like a triangle that was like trying to seek out other triangles and God, it took me so long to figure out how to ascend and descend that I, I was like, by the time I figured it out, I was like, Oh man, I was rolling around as like four acorns for like way too fucking long. <laughs> like I was just like, I gotta get more acorns. And I like never found acorns. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm in fuck our pine cones rather. I'm like, yeah, fuck, Jesus, I'm still fucking four pine cones. Okay. And they move so slow. And then it's like, Oh, you can like ascend laterally kind of and I didn't know that and I was like oh motherfucker I thought I needed like a hundred pine cones to be able to become a horse or some shit I had no idea <laughs> yeah because you can you can add on you know whatever whatever object you currently are you can there's a button to add to your flock and then you know like if you're if you're a rock shrimp eventually you can add a bunch of rock shrimp and you've got a whole colony that can move together as one again feeling very katamari uh, to, to what you were saying Heather, about whether, you know, it, it, it assigning status to different things based on whether you're ascending into it or descending into it. I mean, I wonder if there's the possibility that's that that's met as some sort of comment, because this game is very up its own ass. Like it is so it is super duper pretentious uh, to, to a degree where it's like, I, I get what you're saying. And, and I get that you're this is like a comment on existence and the, you know, uh, impermanence and how we are all part of one eternal, you know, one eternal golden braid or whatever that's connecting everything. Uh, but it it also is just like it 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 it's it feels very, I don't know, like like what you said about it being in an art museum. It feels like something that would be in an art museum. You, you'd be you. I was kind of half rolling my eyes mo- a lot of the time. Well, the, also you can collect uh, sort of talks. Uh, yes. Yes. Like Ted, yes. Sort of TED Talk style things, uh, clips from from uh, from this guy. I, I looked him up. It's uh, Alan Watts. Yes. And um, and w- when I first played the game last year, uh, I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of a cool 
series of NPR clips about like the nature of consciousness and like how we use language to define self. And then this time I played it, I I was like, some of this fucking is bothering me. And like, (laughs) and and so I looked up the dude and he's, he's like, not like, he's not like some scientist or linguist. He's like a self-proclaimed guru (laughs) who then married three times. So he's not even like good at like regular relationships, had tons of fucking affairs (laughs) and died of alcoholism in his fifties. Jeez. Wow. And I was like, if you're going to make this game with the intention of creating a, a sense of higher moral purpose in the player, maybe choose a different guru than a dude who died of alcoholism and like made a lot of enemies during his <laughs> life. Right. He he is though like a a he is a compelling speaker. Like just listen. Like I, I agree that some of his some of what he was saying was just kind of bullshit. And and you know it's kind of he he from what I read that his he was best known for popularizing Zen in the West in the mid twentieth century. That was kind of like his big you know claim to fame. And then he gave all these lectures, and these are these are recordings of lectures. You know what, Matt? Do we have a clip? Can we just play a little bit of one of these? I do. Here also, we go. But also, I will say that the Zen practitioners were like, "Hey, he got a bunch of this shit wrong." Right. Uh, so like, I don't know. It, no yeah, way. This, this white dude man, <laughs> didn't, didn't fully translate the culture correctly. No fucking way. Oh shit. Screen share dog. This is wild. <laughs> Here we go. Wait, wait, pause it for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah. Matt, those tabs that you have open are fucked up, man. That's fucking <laughs> twisted. The whole, well, it's, it's what the it's, fuck? It, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even understand what babyknife.net is. <laughs> but <Uh-oh>. fuck it. <laughs> Close that fucking tab, you freak. <laughs> if you're going to share your screen. <laughs> Johnny Sins compilation? What are you doing? <laughs> this, it's all, it's a, that's all my uh, private work business. Uh, Jack okay. Allison nudes? <laughs> Why is there an, <laughs> why is there start, an exclamation point over your trash can? Like it's got something <laughs> illegal in it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, here's that clip. <laughs> now, we come here to an extremely important principle, which is the different points of view you get when you change your level of magnification. That is to say, you can look at something with a microscope and see it a certain way. You can look at it with a naked eye and see it in a certain way. You look at it with a telescope and you see it in another way. Right now we're seeing somebody be a table. Now, which level of magnification is the correct one? Well, obviously, uh, they're all correct. They're just different points of view. When we examine our bloodstreams under a microscope, we see there's one hell of a fight going on. All sorts of microorganisms are chewing each other up. And if we got overly fascinated with our view of our own bloodstreams in the microscope, we should start taking sides, which would be fatal because the health of our organism depends on the continuance of this battle. So yeah, we, we kind of, oh my God. So you get, you get a sense of it, of, of his, of his kind of, it, it's, it's 
Yeah, he's bullshitting, but he's a good bullshitter. What were you going to say, Heather? Play, play the next 25 minutes of that clip. I want to hear the <laughs> <laughs> We just sit here in silence as that goes on. So, <laughs> thanks for... Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> uh, I, I get real irritated when some fucking talker is like, there's no objective reality. You are the Big Bang. It's happening right now. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm in quarantine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's so dismissive and privileged to be like, you know, any suffering that you have isn't real or tangible or any like relationship problems you have with your parents or your or your spouse or like, all of that shit is dismissed in mumbo jumbo like that. And I feel like it comes from such a place of like somebody who's never had to like fucking suffer it's yeah. fu- it's fucking sucks. That's what it it sucks. <laughs> the thing the thing that gets me mad about it is that he it tricks me. <laughs> so like I'll be listening and be like, "Man, wow, this is really something." And I'll go, "Hey, wait a minute. This guy's full of shit. I don't know what he's talking about." <laughs> You get like caught up in his cadence and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. You're like, oh, that's cool. That's soothing to hear. And then you're like, I kind of lost the thread of what he's talking about at <laughs> yeah. this point. And then you're just kind of like, okay, okay. And he, he sort of does that thing that like my real fucking burnt friends do where he sort of like at the end of it sort of is like, and that's why we're also the volcano. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, um, it's it's i think the british accent goes a long way i think that that's doing a lot of work on alan watts's behalf i I, but but that said it is kind of soothing in a way because you can kind of half listen to what you're doing because to what he's saying because it's playing while you're like like you'll find one of these clips and it'll just keep playing without interrupting the flow of gameplay so you're just continuing to play this game you're still you're just you know somersaulting as a, a uh, as a Bengal tiger uh, down to Savannah and then, you know, turning into a um, uh, uh, turning into a cactus or whatever. You're like that. You're just still doing the same thing while this is playing. And I, I always kind of like that in games, like when you when you're searching like a like a space station and you find like a like an audio log and then that just plays while you're like still playing, the, the, playing the game. I always like that that creative choice. Uh, he, this this I think was to me really clues you in on on what this game uh, like what kind of game this is there is an autoplay feature so if you leave it alone <laughs> it will just play itself and just sort of progress and and i think that just sort of speaks to what this experience is it can be as passive as you want it to be you know you can just like let it sit there and and effectively it is the screensaver that you compared it to <laughs> i mean like if you ever wanted uh, it, it okay since 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 I'm the villain who says this about these beloved <laughs> games every fucking week. Um, God, I hate the sound of my own voice. Uh, if if you if your game can play itself, it is not a game. <laughs> I think that's rule one. Yeah, that's that should be the foundational rule. If your game does not require user input it is not a game it yeah, is it's a it is a screensaver it's a yeah it is a decoration yeah. right right yeah it's a I, show, and, and, yes. and it can still be art like it still be decorative art or like i mean you can't play a painting like i'm not saying it can't be beautiful but a, a painting's not a game right 
I, I'm, not, I'm just not as hung up on the classification as you are. Like, I just like Why? to me, like, I Why? just don't I just don't care that much whether you, you want to call it a game or not. Like that to, to me, it's like it's like debating whether a hot dog is a sandwich. It's just like, yeah, we can have this discussion the about talking about what I, I'm saying. It's like is a hot dog a sandwich is like a common like thing that a lot of people have have this discussion about how you classify the time today. You've asked me this. I am just answer the fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it, it's it's like yeah you can have that that classification discussion but that's more about language and and like what i'm just interested in is like is the hot dog good is the sandwich good is this and and to me like whatever you want to call it i will say that i i got it pretty early and then i had some moments where i enjoyed it and other moments where i, I kind of felt found it dull and i think that's intentional i think that's by design but overall, I was just like comparing this to another thing that you would call a non-game, uh, the Stanley Parable from a few weeks back, which I really enjoyed and, and Matt also enjoyed. Yeah. To me, I just like I just didn't enjoy this all that much. Mm-mm. I was just yeah. like, I don't know. I like I don't know what I'm getting out of this. And again, I just I would I feel like I get the same thing out of Katamari, except that there's actually compelling gameplay and an aesthetic I respond to more. You know, like, like, I, I, I mean, are we on the same? I feel. Imagine we're probably yeah. on the same page there, Heather. Yeah, a hundred percent. And also, I was giving you shit. I don't, you can ask me about hot dogs all the time. Like, I don't. Mind <laughs> <laughs> you realize that limits like fifty percent of your conversation with Wyker if you say no talking about hot dogs. You're like, shit. What are we? Ever- <laughs> we gotta talk about something besides games. So leave hot dogs on the table. His other. Topic. <laughs> say that i so in this show i've learned a lot about what i uh, who i am as a person and also but also like i disliked playing this and stanley parable more than i dislike playing a bad game like technocop because (laughs) at least with technocop i'm like what happened here like what went wrong why are these decisions made why do you drive a car and, and shoot like tomato bullets Whereas with this, I'm like, uh, uh, I I feel more is required of my of me, and as a result, I get more annoyed by it. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. It and and there are you know, and I I talked about the game being pretentious, and I think to me the the big the most pretentious element is that you you can like sing and dance as objects and singing is like, like, you know, if you're a cow, you'll make a moo sound and then other creatures will like a rock will make a crumbling sound and other creatures around you will interact with you fine. But then dancing, uh, which when you have a, a when you have a, a number of other, uh, uh, like if you have like a, a, like a, a pack of cows together, um, whatever that's, whatever a group of cows is called a murder of cows together. <laughs> and you are, <laughs> You'll start to dance and uh, and that eventually leads to reproduction. It's like so clearly like just Mm. meant to be, you know, like like this is uh, this is a a very clumsy realization of of sexual reproduction. Um, And and while that's happening, there's like a white dot graphic, which like tells you when you can reproduce another one, which I think is the first time like it it, like it's like a small white dot that like grows into a full circle. And at that point, you can reproduce, you can spawn another cow or whatever. Uh, I think that's the only time in a game I've ever seen a UI representation of the refractory period. (laughs) (laughs) It's really weird. (laughs) I have that as an add on in all my first person shooters on my HUD. I have a little thing until I can come again. Like a little dial that fills up, and you run around. You pick up, you pick up little. 
<laughs> you pick up little pineapples to make your cum taste better. <laughs> Um, you also will sometimes you'll like come up to a tr- like a palm tree and the palm tree will have an icon indicating it has a thought and that that's a, as opposed to the Alan Watts narration this is just like a little bit of text you'll get on screen coming from whatever that or coming from a staple or whatever object you're interacting with and it, it, it's things again like this like uh, nothing surprises me ever if everything in the world had only one or two colors they don't describe you don't describe how you are like like it's all kind of like shit like treacly kind of half thoughts like that but there's an element to oh sorry there's an element to everything except for the alan watts dialogue uh all the stuff written seems like uh from translated from something else into english too like it has like the jarring Mm -hmm. sort of grammar of like a 80s like japanese ported game but with Mm -hmm. like all this like heavy thought on top of it, it's like this doesn't even read as a fucking sentence dude this is like there's two predicates like what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) i so i read a review of this game because i was like i want to know what other people think and also we're hunting down our maybe we're wrongs and in the review the author talked about going to hell in the game did anybody else get to hell Mm-mm. Yes. So that's what if you go through so that the, there's a point where it says you can you can now return to the Golden Gate when you've unlocked all the mechanics, you can go back to wherever your starting area was. So, again, for me, it's a the, the desert is a camel. And then there's like a golden uh, polyhedron that you can go through that takes you to something of an ending. And uh, the the hell did you did you read on what the hell was, Heather? It was just a bunch of people complaining like it was a bunch of thought bubbles <laughs> And like it was like I don't like listening to him, and oh he he he's a he's a mean person, or why does my boss hate me? It was like all this anxiety bubbles, apparently. Yes, that's what the thought bubbles are, but they're coming from man-made objects. So it's like it, like you spend all this time in nature, and you know there is you can be in like a city or whatever, and there's buildings and and cars and streetlights and shit. Uh, but this is this here, it's it's everything in. Everything in it is stuff that is made is made by man that is material, uh, including the game, everything itself. And then all these different objects, you know, like a staple remover will have the thought like I am in hell. Every day is the same. So it's again, I guess it's just like this is like materialism is a trap or material like like man's the world man has created is a, a hell of our own design. I don't fucking know what, what, it, what comment it's trying to make, so, but so something this like game, that. So this game is like the moral opposite of animal crossing then, uh, where hmm. it's like animal crossing is like materialism can be pleasant given circumstances. Right. Everybody loves to make a garden and then you're proud of your garden. And everything is like you and your garden are both simultaneously shit and stardust. <laughs> so why plant at all? Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of nihilistic. I mean, that, I think there's a reading of the game that it that that's that's what it's trying to uh, convey. I, did uh, anyone else get ever get like a frame rate like warning from the game where it like breaks its like charming little sound uh, bath shit and it just hits like it's got like a flashing stop signs. It's like if you do not lower your frame rate, this will continue to happen to you and shit. I didn't even understand what was going on. It felt like maybe I th- they thought I was like filming my screen like bootlegging it or something oh. like it was like a bootleg prevention i fully did not understand what was happening and no, it kept I- happening and it happened in different ways stylistically sometimes it would be like fake like uh 
early like Microsoft like desktop like gray cell pop-up shit and then sometimes it was like stop signs and other times it was like weird shit and it was so jarring like I was just like oh I hate this <laughs> whoa wow. I experienced none of that I wonder I wonder if that is just like they they made the decision that's like legitimately maybe your hardware was straining and they yeah that's how they they, ha- they handled it I don't I don't know that's weird. I think I, that's I, probably what that. it was because I'm, I'm I'm running this off like a fucking 2009 iMac you know mm-hmm. like, right <laughs> Although and you would think this this game does not seem like it should be technically demanding. Maybe it's just well, not optimized at all. That's what was pissing me off. I was like, well, you chill, Mr. fucking Dire Straits <laughs> music video. I don't know what the fucking... <laughs> Tell your fucking little camel to go move these refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> We should get to our final thoughts on everything. It's time for the review crew. So we'll each say one positive thing about the game and give it a numerical decimal rating. Uh, My positive thing is something we haven't commented on yet, which is the music in this game. And I actually like the music quite a bit. In fact, I not for this podcast, just because I liked it. I bought the uh, the OST off of Steam. I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of this. This is uh, one of the tracks from the the soundtrack. Here we go. This one is called Carbonata. They all have kind of twee names like that. So I was walking around earlier under the new guidelines. I'm not sure what the guidelines will be when this episode is published, but as of this record, they just told us we're supposed to cover our faces when we go outside. Yes. So I was I was out on one of my my physically distanced quarantine walks through deserted streets uh, with a with a scarf wrapped around my mouth listening to this. And it was like so like apocalyptic feeling but also so like tranquil. It was like, I found mm-hmm. it very calming. And I was like, I really genuinely am glad I played this game to discover the score because it, it's just, you know, it's this kind of minimalistic ambiance, but it's stuff that I can listen to when I'm walking or I'm or I'm working or I'm writing. And I, 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 I kind of, I like that. I like this aspect of it. The score by Ben Lucas Boysen and Sebastian Plano. Um, the game itself, they, I just... But it just didn't click for me. I, I feel like it. It's again. It's just kind of a, a weaker version of of uh, uh, things I've seen executed better, and it, it's, it's a little pretentious for me. I'm gonna give this a four point seven. All right, go ahead, Heather. Can you can thank you for killing that music? Um, <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to screenshot Weiger's playlists. <laughs> 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 For the listeners, it had like Deftones and chill anime beats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chill anime beats, chill wave essentials, Deftones essentials, Duran Duran that essentials. That the gamut right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, so I guess the positive thing I have to say is that when I was literally facing death, it was nice to sort of think, oh, it's okay. My molecules will become a tree. Um, and that game sort of facilitates that. So I encourage 
people who are facing like really, 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 really difficult things to maybe play it because it is a meditative experience. Um, but my other positive about this game is there is nothing I like more than finding out about some religious gurus like shortcomings <laughs> And reading about re the final sentence in Alan Watts' Wikipedia is, Watts was a heavy smoker throughout his life and in later years drank heavily. That's how this, <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of his life is summed up. And I, I don't know, I, when somebody like, like. I feel like if I if I listened to a fucking guru and 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 then I found out that they were like a good person throughout and like treated their body well and stuff, I'd be like, huh, maybe they've achieved some kind of enlightenment. But when I hear that, like, you, you just cannot stop pounding them, like I'm like, I don't think that this is a pathway to peace. And that's very satisfying <laughs> to me. Uh, three. But what if what, what if him seeing uh, enlightenment was like, oh, fuck, I better fucking have a drink. Like what, if, <laughs> like, what if like seeing what he saw was just like, oh, boy, you guys, if you know, if you knew what I knew, you'd be fucking drinking, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a there's a movie I love that I wish I could spoil uh, that came out many, many, many years ago. So can I spoil it? What movie? What's the movie? Care. Martyrs. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't care. You can spoil it. Um, so if you haven't seen Martyrs and you intend to see it, then this is a spoiler. But if you have, if you have seen it, so there's a Martyrs is about uh, see trying to see heaven, uh, and it's a, like a torture porn movie. There's a bunch of like all this philosophical bullshit to get there, but in the end, they the the main like evil character has finally gotten to see heaven. Like that's the goal has been achieved. And she holds a press conference and she's like, I've I've done it. I've seen the other side. And it's like this. And then she pulls out a gun and puts it in her mouth and pulls her brain. Oh my God. Wow. That. <laughs> that's rad. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and maybe wow. that's what Alan. Alan was like, Man, I am the cosmos. I guess I'll just fucking get trashed. <laughs> yeah, I gotta rush to my grave via Amstel Light. So wait, your review was a three? Is that what you gave yeah, it? Yeah, a three, a three. All right, Matt, go ahead. Uh, well, for me, uh, I'll say that, you know, uh, in the current state that we're in right now, I, I, I do miss going to museums. I don't consider myself a smart man or a uh, very cultured man, So, I, but I like to walk around and uh, look at art and like experience it, and you know, sure, uh, a museum is a great place to go, even just a little high. And so, getting to uh, partake and play this game a little bit was about as close as I could get to that experience uh, for the time being. Uh, that said, I don't think I'll uh, play this ever again because I was very frustrated while playing it. Uh, but I will give it a solid uh, four point two zero. Not not a bad score. Not bad. All right, nice. Gabriel. So, it's out so, of ten. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's out of a million, but but we we score it out of ten. Uh, yeah. Something that you so something positive and and uh, and your thoughts and your score. Um, I found uh, Heather used the word meditative, and that kind of worked for me. In that, um, I I enjoyed being past the and I didn't really play like in hindsight. I didn't do half the shit you guys are talking about. I 
once I got to like one of those more polyhedric levels where the it was playing that cool, the aforementioned pretty cool soundtrack and the visuals were kind of, I was just kind of like sitting here fucking blazing, just sit listening to that, hitting, jamming on Spacebar or V or whatever was making my guys sing and make tinkly noises. And I was just, or my people, my things, I shouldn't say guys, uh, just jamming on fucking Spacebar. I, I had that to be a pretty enjoyable experience. And uh, um, I... Uh, I give it a 4.19. It's just not exactly 420. <laughs> <laughs> and I also underbid uh, uh, Apodaca in classic uh, Price is Right rules. <laughs> the opposite. <of> class- <laughs> Actually, the opposite. <laughs> uh, well, those were our thoughts on everything, but maybe we're wrong. Now, I didn't dislike this game necessarily. I mean, I didn't love it, but I I will say that some of the there's some people who really love this game and some of the rapturous reactions were really over the top. I'm not sure which reviews you pulled, Heather, uh, but I've I've got one. This one is Polygon's 100 best games of the decade. So Near Automata is at number 16, mm-hmm. Super Mario 3D World is at number 14, and right in between them at number 15 is this game, Everything. That's and here, here is number here is some 15 of the num- decade? Number 15, 15 be- 15th best game of the decade, according to Polygon's list. Uh, here's some of the copy. Here is an extraordinary game in the sense that it is literally like nothing else in the world. Not true. It is a universe of being, rather than doing, an intergalactic playpen of Anything Goes. And everything, I roam the land and the deep and the heavens of the microcosmos is anything and everything, from a blobfish to a supernova, changing my form at will. In doing so, I'm assailed by philosophies about the nature of life and the universe. I'm invited to ponder my own sense of self and my place in the great scheme of existence. This feels wow. like someone who just, just like the magic trick worked on them. You know what I mean? It's just like sometimes so, someone is really, it, it, it's it, to me, this is like the reaction of someone who's like, has their mind blown by street magic. You know, they're just sort of like, <laughs> like, oh, this is so fucking good. This is so amazing. Not just like, oh, this thing kind of tricked me for a little bit. I don't know. I just can't, I can't imagine. I just can't see possibly ranking this that high in the hierarchy of interactive experiences that we had in the 2010s. I especially I would say uh, what system did this guy play it on? Because how the fuck did you do it with your head so far up your ass? (laughs) Jeez, Louise. Come on. What the fuck? That was what an obnoxious review. That's a guy. I feel like that review was said with one arm over a shorter woman in the corner of a fucking restaurant that was dark. (laughs) You know, I've actually felt like myself was becoming another being. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) Um, What uh, what review do you got, Heather? Uh, I've got one from Steam. 49.7 hours on record. Good God. And the review is, in this game, I can be a piece of trash, just like in real life. Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like what that review says to me is, that, I mean, it's a funny review, funny review. Yes. But 50 hours of playing this yeah. game. 50 hours. So, like, I, another, another short review I got from Steam is, uh, and I, I like this one, was uh, a not recommended nine point nine hours on record, so fifty minutes, right? And it the review is just take acid instead. 
And like both of those, <laughs> like I, even the whether you like it or dislike it, like people are kind of negative about it unless they are euphoric yes. and hyperbolic about it. Yeah, it's uh, I one of the other reviews I pulled was uh, this is a review I or this is not a review, but this is a little something I pulled from the uh, FAQ for everything on the website. Uh, question. Why do the animals move this way? Answer. Because they do. What the fuck? Come on. I was I'm just making the jack off motion in my head reading that. It's just it's just with so your mouth with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking review, huh? <laughs> uh, do you have any more reviews, Heather? Well, I I have I have a review, and I don't know where I pulled it from. I think it's from Steam, uh, but it's another one of those like, ooh, uh, somebody achieved some kind of greater spiritual understanding of themselves right. through this game. Um. There are points in the narration about equality, understanding how societal tensions can influence rational thinking and the acknowledgement of the connectivity of the universe that is both tangible and intangible. However, the lasting impression that remains is how that isolation from the rest of creation can twist the awareness of life outside of ourselves. Those two sentences <laughs> don't say much. Yeah, it's, right. like, a, it's like a fucking sewn on a throw pillow or like an away message or some shit (laughs) (laughs) and look i'm not i don't want i don't want to knock anybody's search for spirituality and and it and and like if you if you like this fucking dude like like the dude like like whatever it doesn't matter but like it's i it really it bums me out when when people are told they're nothing and that they are everything because that you no you're you're like a person and and you 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 have an effect on stuff and i feel like it's just so it's a i don't know i don't know where i'm going i'm not a guru i'm f- i'm a fucking <laughs> shitty podcaster <laughs> <laughs> i i will say that that if you you know whatever if you maybe you've got like a lot of us you have nothing but time right now and you uh, have some disposable income and you want to play this game out of curiosity like fine go Go yeah. ahead. You know, it's like it's like 10, 15 bucks. Maybe you can get it on sale. I, I would I this would be a great one if you could get on sale or get 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 for free if you want to mess around with it. But also there's an 11 minute trailer that's just game footage with the Alan Watts narration over it and the score over it that I think it, it gives you 100 percent the experience of playing it for like three or four hours. Like you, oh. you could watch that 11 minute trailer and just be like, yeah, OK, I, I you can get exactly Oh, understand everything that this game is trying to convey. Um, so maybe that's an that's an option for you too. Uh, hey, it's time for the question block. All right, this one's from at Madison four twenty on Twitter. Wow, hell yeah! Are there games you play better while high? Are or are there any specific skills that you are better at in video games while high? For example, I'm only good at driving in GTA five while high. Wow, I've never played video games high. I've played them drunk, but I've never I, I, I haven't ex- done a lot like I haven't experimented a lot with weed. And when I've done it, I've, I've never picked up a video game controller. Gabrus, I imagine this is something you can speak to uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I haven't played a game sober in a long time because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do fairly. I do play most of my games after Tiffany falls asleep at like 10, 10 right. 30 p.m. I play 
when I'm not like waking up and gaming and like waking and baking and gaming, except on maybe on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, that all being said, uh, it's it's fun, man. It locks you in a little bit. Like weed has this thing where a lot of people say that it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help you focus on what you necessarily want to focus on. You know what I mean? Like I could, you could be really into your phone when mm-hmm. you want to be watching a movie or really into a movie when you should be getting something else done. Uh, I find with, so for a video game though, because it's like physically active and visually active, I can get really locked into a game where like the world outside of the game kind of uh, melts away in a way that it hasn't in a long time since I was like a kid. Right. Where I'm constantly like, gotta pause this and do some adult grown up bullshit around the house. But like when I'm stoned, you get like, fucking jammed into the game a little bit and it sucks for like first person shooters or anything that requires reaction speed or constant attention but if you want to fucking rip out a grip of fucking leather gloves in skyrim or whatever dude <laughs> take rip a ball and get over to your little wheel and just get that leather working skill cranking dude <laughs> uh what's the next question matt the next one is from at josh is legendary sick What's the best snack to have while playing a game like everything? Mm. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you should get like a bowl and throw like a couple of pieces of broccoli, some cookies, some chips, <laughs> some milk. <laughs> a fucking like half sandwich. Uncooked spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> uncooked spaghetti and some shrimp and just like reach in like without looking and just Put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, so one thing about this game is, at least on the keyboard mouse control, it you can kind of one hand it. Uh, so if you want to have like a messy snack, if you want to do cheese doodles or like, you know, uh, some kind of nuts, uh, roasted salt and nuts with your right hand, you know, it's you know, you're not going to fucking smear up your keyboard or your controller <laughs> or anything like that. Nick, anything right. here? You got anything to you got anything to say about those roasted salted nuts in your right hand? Come on, Nick. <laughs> I set I you like, up, Nick. I what, oh well, you what, you've been well, you, you, you treat it like some sort of double entendre. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, come on, Nick. You got it. Go for I, it, buddy. I'm not gonna go there. This isn't oh. that kind of podcast. Okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, I was I, I would <laughs> say that maybe the thing to do here is get like a <laughs> get like a a really you know. Get something that you really like, like if you like a pastrami Reuben or a slice <laughs> of cheesecake, something that you really enjoy, and then just like put it straight in the trash. Because what does it matter? <laughs> like, what is it? We're all we're all fucking stardust, man. Like, <laughs> it's all fucking futile. Yeah, you, should take, you should take your favorite food and broken glass, combine the two, and eat it. <laughs> um, this this next one's from at. A.W. North Street, have you ever felt like you've seen too much in a game or felt that one had a profound impact on you? Seen too much in a game. I don't I don't quite understand that part of the question. Meaning but, like maybe something that was just like too far and it's burned in your head. Oh, maybe that's like, okay. Or like something that's like, whoa, that was way too much. And now it's like stuck in my head. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, what? Wait, wait, one more time. Sorry. One more time. I have like an example. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I remember playing uh, Battlefield 1, uh, and I don't know if you've played uh, the campaign of that game at all, but you start, you know, in World War One, and you're sort of on the battlefield, and then you get to a part where you have to send, like, a message to another part of the, you know, 
uh, infantry and you get you attach a note to a pigeon and then the uh, you know in a normal game you would think that the pigeon just goes away and that you don't see the pigeon anymore. You become this pigeon and you have to fly <laughs> as this pigeon. And I was just high enough where I was like, you know what? I'm turning this off and I'm going to sleep. I do. <laughs> I, and I have not played that game ever again. Wow. I mean, that's literally too much. Like that's yeah. too much of a game. Like, that's too much. <laughs> I felt like Witcher three, like I, to just to use another definition of too much for my answer. <laughs> I tried to play Witcher three. I'm, I'm constantly craving some sort of epic, uh, you know, uh, European fantasy style uh, fucking RPG, craving it. And Witcher 3 seemed to be it. Got so pumped. Everyone recommended it to me. And I just it was just like way too much shit going on. Like Skyrim was like peak amount of shit that needs to be going on to me for an RPG. This was just like one level too far where I was like fuck this game's gonna activate my like ocd spectrum mm -hmm. shit where i'm gonna be like now i have like a thousand horse hairs in my backpack or whatever because i have to i don't know what to do so it stressed <laughs> me out too much right. I, found the, I found the game to be too much i have something that comes to mind from a, an old pc game the wing commander series which i later made into a really bad movie and uh, but they they were they were okay space shooters you know i think the the x-wing tie fighters ended up being better versions of it but they they were they were okay and they had a story mode and i was playing wing commander 1 when i was a little too young to understand that that it, ha it was a branching narrative based on uh what you uh, based on how you performed in a mission and so i learned that you that like if you fail or if you win or lose a mission, as long as you survive, you progress to the next one. And so it just started and it was just like, oh, wait, if I just eject right away, I can just get to the next story beat. <laughs> and so I just played through the entire campaign, just ejecting immediately <laughs> at the start of every mission, thinking that I'd like like hacked the game, that I'd found some like like amazing way, uh, some amazing workaround to not have to actually play it to, to finish it. But then I got all the negative stories. Like I got everything about like the Kilrathi, who are the bad guys, who were like killing all the everyone on the planets, and like this genocide was taking place. And, and it was they were your ultimately fault, losing more or less. And it was all my fault for losing all these battles or surrendering immediately. <laughs> and then and then at the end I was just like, that game was sad. Like I did, <laughs> I did not it, it was it was like later when I realized that it was my own actions was what was dictating the outcome. That's really funny. You're in like a weird reverse last starfighter where like the head evil commander is coming to, hey, you're a terrible pilot. Why don't you join our forces to attack <laughs> the protagonist so you could die immediately? <laughs> uh, hit us up with your questions at getplayedpod, getplayedpod at gmail.com. John Gabris, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for spending some of your valuable gaming time playing everything. Thank you um, for having me. This is a wonderful treat. It's fun to catch up with you guys. I'll, I'll mention this. I, I know it's a, a thing you'll plug, but I'll mention this because I am a fan of your of, of your po of all your podcasts. But in particular, I really like Action Boys with a Z. Uh, that's on Patreon, and it's it's you and 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 Ryan Stanger and uh, Ben Rogers. You guys are, are are very very funny together. And if you if you subscribe on the Patreon and you're looking for content right now, the episodes are like three hours long, <laughs> like super long. And so you'll have just like a, a huge back catalog to, to get through. So that that's one I would recommend to anyone who likes action movies and likes hearing uh, hearing jokes about them. Uh, but uh, anything else thanks. you'd like to plug, Gabrus? 
Uh, yeah, we also just unlocked a bunch of free episodes of, uh, oh, right. on our Patreon. So if you want to go to, if you don't want to pay, I totally get that, especially now. Go to patreon.com slash action boys and you can listen to like six or seven episodes for free now. Give you a free free sniff, if you will. Um, and then if you have, uh, if you don't have the money for action boys, you want to still hear my voice more for whatever fucked up reason, you can. Uh, <laughs> You can listen to my podcast, High and Mighty, or uh, if you're already here in the Earwolf fam, Stitcher Premium, I got a show called The Gina Lombardo Show. It's 10 episodes long. If you paid for it, uh, if you pay for it already, check it out. It's really funny. Uh, it's one of the funnier. <laughs> it's really funny. It's something I did. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the funnier things I've done in a long time. So uh, <laughs> check it out. Awesome. Uh, and uh, Thank you for having me, guys. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Hell yeah. And hey, guys, since it's 420, I think it's time that I spark up a J, buddy. Nick, what are you, what are you talking what? about? I, just, I thought I could smoke some of the devil's lettuce, buddy. The devil's lettuce? Is that? I don't think that's, I don't think you're actually high. Guys, what is, what is weed? <laughs> oh, oh no! Have you never been high, Nick? I've I've seen it. You've, You've seen, seen it. Seen it? I, I saw it on a yeah. What like I in saw, a movie or in real life? I saw a guy with the he's was had a big big old bong. That was Gabrus. Yeah, he was just on the show. Okay, so you never you've never you've seen it that time. I I then there was another time. What was that time, Nick? Uh, Gabrus was on the show. Oh, okay. Seriously. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>